0: I am your anchor, an ever-present help In calm waters or through the storm I am with you When you feel weak I am your strength Your provision in times of need I am with you In the highs and the lows In every rhythm of life I am with you Your guide. Your wisdom. Your counsel. A light for the path. And a lamp to your feet. I am with you. To the very end of the age. You are never alone. Thank you. Hello, everyone. It's wonderful to be here. I always count it a privilege to be able to come and share here. It's a great, great church. And also, I'm very grateful for the subject that I've been given. I love it when we talk about the work and ministry of the Holy Spirit. And so during this season of of messages on the Holy Spirit, it's my prayer that God will bless you as individuals, bless you and your families, and bless the uh, Kingsgate family as well. Uh, You know, I do believe that God is a God who just loves to bless and he loves to give gifts. This morning we're going to be looking at the gifts of the Holy Spirit. God is a giving God. And were we to just spend a little bit of time thinking about all the good gifts that God gives us, we could be here for a long, long time. He gives us all kinds of natural gifts, just Creation itself speaks of God's goodness to us. We've got air to breathe in our lungs. We've got food to eat. We've got relationships and friendships. All of these are great gifts from our Heavenly Father. There are all kinds of natural gifts, aren't there? We talk about people being naturally gifted. Gifted musicians, gifted communicators, gifted entertainers. We think about gifts a lot. And When it comes to the Bible, the Bible is filled with a God who gives many, many gifts. God is a giving God. And of course, the greatest gift that God has given to planet Earth is his very own son. God sent his only son into the world to save us, which is very wonderful. So today we're going to be thinking of gifts that God, our Heavenly Father, gives to those who are following him. Now, there are all kinds of natural gifts, but there are all kinds of spiritual gifts as well. And when we think of our Heavenly Father, even our hymns throughout the centuries have talked about God who is a giving God. All good gifts around us are sent from heaven above, and we want to thank the Lord. All the natural gifts, but also spiritual gifts, And there are so many gifts in the Bible uh, that uh, we could take a long time looking. But when I think about spiritual gifts, I tend to go to three particular passages. And uh, you do know that God is one God, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God in three persons. But God the Father is not God the Son. God the Son is not God the Holy Spirit. One God, three persons, but a God who is constantly giving. So when I think about a God who gives, I tend to think about God the Father giving gifts, God the Son giving gifts, and God the Holy Spirit giving gifts to his people. So I go to three passages. There are many more gifts In the scriptures, but I go to three particular passages. When I think of God the Father giving gifts, I turn to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. There's a list of gifts there. There's leadership, for instance, gifts of encouragement. The Bible says these are gifts that you have. When we become Followers of Jesus, I believe that God gives us gifts to enhance our walk with him. He loves us as his children. He doesn't want us to be alone. He is with us on the journey. So God the Father gives gifts. The second passage I tend to go to is Ephesians chapter 4. And this is where Jesus, the ascended Christ, the Son of God, gives gifts to the church. He gives apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry. So when I think of Jesus, Jesus gives gifts. He gives gifts so that the church will function and operate correctly. And he gives gifts to his people so that... The church, the people of God, can do the things that Jesus did when he was on the earth. So Romans 12, gifts of God the Father. These are gifts that we have. Ephesians chapter 4, gifts of the ascended Jesus, the Son of God. These are gifts that we can become. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 12, which is where we're going to major our thoughts uh, today. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we see the gifts of the Holy Spirit... And the beautiful thing about the gifts of the Holy Spirit is the Bible says these are gifts that we can seek for. Now God gives gifts, but like everything, faith is involved, which means there needs to be the asking, the seeking, as well as the receiving. And that's why I'm here to whet your appetite in this series to seek after God and to seek him with your whole heart. And as you seek him with your whole heart, I think it's appropriate to seek after gifts that the Holy Spirit would want to impart in our lives so that we can live the spiritual life, the Christian life, more effectively and that God can bless us. Gifts of the Holy Spirit and these are gifts that we seek. Gifts of God the Father, Romans chapter 12. Gifts of Jesus the Son, Ephesians 4 and then gifts of the Holy Spirit that are found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And it's these gifts that we're going to look at today. We talk about the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit from 1 Corinthians 12. We also see the fruit of the Spirit. Again, nine fruit of the Spirit are mentioned in the Scriptures. And today we're going to just read... Uh, some verses together from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And as I read it, I want you to notice the emphasis on the gifts that God gives, the gifts of the Holy Spirit that appear in these 11 verses. So let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1. Now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working. But the same God works all of them in all men. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy So we're talking today about the working of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is within us. We need also to understand that the the Holy Spirit is not just a force or a power. The Holy Spirit is a person. We can get to know him, know how he works. We want to please him. And so when the Holy Spirit comes within our lives, we know that we're never alone. He is there to help us on our journey. His presence is always with us. The Bible says that he is the comforter, though, of course, sometimes his comfort is quite uncomfortable. He wants to get to know us. He wants to walk with us. He wants a relationship with us, and he wants to help us succeed. He wants us to be fruitful and productive within our lives. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1 begins with a very important comment. It says, now, about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. It's great great here that in this passage, Paul is speaking to uh, the church in Corinth, and the church is moving quite a lot in the gifts of the Spirit, but they need a bit of instruction, they need a bit of order. It seems as though it's getting a little bit unruly. It seems as though some of the gifts seem to be elevating people rather than elevating Jesus. And so there's a bit of corrective stuff going on. And Paul is saying, I want to teach you a little. I don't want you to be ignorant. And I'm thankful that this passage of Scripture is here for us so that when we're talking today about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we don't do so out of ignorance. We have some instruction to follow. We learn from the scriptures how important these gifts of the Holy Spirit are. And if you trace the journey of the church through the Acts of the Apostles, you'll see over and over again these gifts of the Holy Spirit operate. You see healing take place. You hear about prophecy and direction of the people as they begin to move forward as the church grows. And so we today don't want to be ignorant about the gifts of the Holy Spirit You know, when we first become Christians and we receive Jesus, it's kind of a a gateway to a whole lot of other things. And as we progress in our Christian faith, so it's important that we come to know what's available for us in terms of our journey. And one thing I want to talk about today from the Word of God is the importance of uh, 1 Corinthians 12 the importance of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, how they operate in the life of an individual, how they operate within a church, but also how they help us in the mission of God out into our world. And so I want to ask three questions uh, as we go through this material together. The first question is this, what are they? What are they? Well, of course, I've answered that in a sense. They are gifts. But it's important that we understand how important the word gift is. It's a gift from God. The Greek word is charismata. This comes from the word charis, which means grace. And whenever we think about grace, we understand that we don't deserve the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We cannot earn the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And it's not dependent upon how special we are or how spiritual we are, or how holy we are. Those things are important, but it's actually a, these are grace gifts. I find this so releasing. It's not that we have to measure up to something. It's not as though we have to, you know, take a an exam and by the time you get here you can go for this gift or, or that gift. No, these are grace things. Everything about our faith is to do with grace, isn't it? A big-hearted God who wants to give to us. He wants us to succeed. Now most of the time we don't recognize how we are we can make ourselves available for these things. We often count ourselves out. We say, you know, I'm not spiritual enough. I'm I don't achieve enough. I don't attend church regularly enough. We have all of these things. We have kind of insecurities. God's bound to bless that person because they're kind of better at this stuff than I am, but he won't bless me. I'm here to encourage us, these are grace gifts. These are, if God wants to do it, he's gonna do it. If God wants to give you a gift, so that you will do well and you'll bless others and you bless the church. He's going to do it. And I'm here to stir something up today. You can't earn it, but you can receive gifts of the Holy Spirit. He wants to give gifts to different people at different times. He wants us all to be gifted. This isn't just for leadership or platform people. This is so that we can get the job done on planet earth and we can see the kingdom of God come. They're gifts, and I wonder if we're ready to receive some gifts today from our Father in heaven. So they're gifts. Secondly, they are spiritual. They're spiritual. What do I mean by that? Well, they come directly from the Holy Spirit. They are God-given gifts. They're not natural gifts. One of the gifts you would notice in there is a gift called speaking in tongues, which often seems a little bit strange. These are languages that people speak, and they've... They, they don't know what they're saying. It's by the Holy Spirit. But speaking in tongues, this gift clearly is not to do with people who have linguistic skills. In other words, we think, you know, well, they're a tongue speaker because they're kind of good at, at speaking in languages. Here's some good stuff. You might have flopped in every language. You might have flopped in French Speaking in tongues is a gift from God. And there are people here, you've perhaps never done anything in terms of languages. There's something wonderful for you to be able to speak in a language of the spirit, a language, it's It's a spiritual gift. The gifts are distributed as the Holy Spirit wants. Isn't that fabulous? If they are spiritual, then there's no limit to what God may want to do through them. Listen to this, there's no limit on what God could do through you by a gift of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we think it's, it's to do with me. No, it's not to do with me other than compliance to receive. But there's a spiritual impartation, there's a gift that's given. And there's no limit on what God can do through a person who is open to the moving of the Holy Spirit. Not only that. But God can use any person he chooses. You know, if we were to look round, we'd say, well, I don't think they're eligible. I don't think they're eligible. God looks down and says, if they're in Christ, they're all eligible. Every gift of the Holy Spirit is available for the church Now, it is true that we need to get closer to God. We need holiness to work in our lives. But please hear this. You can't earn it. You can't get to a place where you're good enough for it. In fact, God gives gifts. I've found this over and over again. God gives gifts to the most unlikely people, doesn't he? People that you and I might miss, he gives gifts to. And some of us that are in leadership, we find ourselves in a place where we're doing stuff we're not actually gifted for in the natural But the Holy Spirit gives us gifts to be able to do things we never imagined we could do. That's why actually he looks good. That's why we can't say, well, they're just good at this stuff, so that the name of God is honored. So they're gifts, they are spiritual, but they are also what the Bible calls manifestations. These gifts are manifestations. Verse 7 says... Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Well, what do we mean by the manifestation? Well, the word means a clear display, an outward evidencing of a latent principle. Let me give you a simple illustration of what this could uh, look like. Light shines from a light bulb as an outward evidence of the electricity at work within it. We can't get exact examples of how this works because God is God. But when a light comes on, it's a manifestation of a power that makes that light come on. And the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is this. The Holy Spirit's power and presence within us gives us a gift, and that which God wants to shine out or speak out of our lives is a manifestation of the life that's within us. This is wonderful news. The gifts are not to do with feelings. It's not to do with whether we feel the power. And actually, you know, uh, the Bible says, I, I would have that you're not ignorant on these things. Sometimes people confuse feeling the power of God, or knowing a power encounter of some kind, with... Well, now I've received. I want to just suge- to suggest that the word manifestation here is very important. If I go back to the illustration of the light bulb, feeling the power would rather be like licking your fingers and putting your fingers in the socket. You can feel power, right? But we're not looking just to feel power, we're looking for light. And this is the picture of the gifts of the Spirit. Many people are touched by his presence, but we need to see that the manifestation of his presence through the gifts of the Spirit actually produce things in our lives. This ultimately isn't about us. It's about others, and it's about him. The gifts are not to do with feelings This is more than being touched by God's power. These are manifestations of the power and presence of God through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So what are they? They're gifts. They are spiritual. They come from God. They are coming down from the Holy Spirit. And they are manifestations of his presence. Now let's just go for a quick look and an outline of the gifts. They're mentioned here from verse 7 and onwards, and you'll notice that there are nine gifts that are mentioned here. Let me just go through them very quickly. In verse 8, it says, To one there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom, to a mother, no, another the message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit. So we have a word of wisdom or a message of wisdom. I like to think of this as a fragment of of God's ability being given to a human person, a message or a word of knowledge. Now, God is the all-knowing God, the omniscient God. He knows everything. So actually, it's not a hard thing, is it, for the all-knowing God to give a little fragment of a word, a message, into a person. Now, to us, it seems incredible. It's something you've never known because God imparted it. To you, it feels this is the most amazing thing. You know, whenever you get used by God and you start to move in the gifts, you start to say, isn't God clever? Isn't this amazing? You're knowing things by the Spirit you never knew. And you speak a word of knowledge, a piece, a fragment of information. And there it is. You're speaking directly into someone's life. That's a big thing for us. It's just a fragment to God. But it's very, very wonderful. Same with wisdom. So a word of wisdom, it doesn't mean you suddenly become wise all of a sudden, you're the wise man. What it means is a fragment of the all-wise God, the all-knowing God, the all-wise God placing a word, a fragment, a message of wisdom. So you're in a complex situation, you know, there are two sides to an argument and you're praying and all of a sudden God gives you a little word of wisdom and everybody says that's right. And you can find this not just in church life, but if we move in the Holy Spirit, you can find it in the business world, you can find it as you were about your daily work, or your school, or your university. So a message or a word of wisdom, a message or a word of knowledge. Then in verse 9, it says, to another faith, notice it keeps saying by the same spirit, we'll come on to that in a minute, by the same spirit, to another faith. Now I don't believe that this is saving faith, we all come to Christ uh, by faith, but this is an extraordinary supernatural faith for something that God wants to be accomplished and done. If you want an example, you're sat in it. Years ago, uh, I was here with a hard hat on, Uh, there were foundations laid, and the leadership was saying, this is where we're going It was like faith that we will one day have a great building, and now we are in that. That, I believe, was a word of faith that the leadership got. And it was an invisible thing, but they saw it by faith. It was a gift thing. And then in verse 9, there are gifts of healing. Notice that these are all things that Jesus ministered while he was on earth. So... Here's a gift of the Holy Spirit where a person can pray over someone and then receive healing. There are different gifts of healing. And then in verse 10, it says to another, miracles or miraculous power. You know, when I was a young Christian, I think, I'll go for the miracles. But... Sometimes we've just got to, in prayer, wait on God and say, what are the things, Lord, that are going to enhance my walk with you? And at the appropriate time, God will release gifts of his Holy Spirit. And so miracles in various parts of the world. I've observed miracles, things that you say that could never humanly ever have happened. These are gifts of the Holy Spirit. Then in verse 10, you'll find prophecy. This is speaking a word from God to a people. Then there's distinguishing between spirits. That's so important, isn't it? Things that, uh, sources of things. How people operate, discerning things. Leaders particularly need discernment. Not every word that's spoken necessarily, it's sources from God. Distinguishing between spirits in our world, I think, is quite important. And then there's this speaking in tongues or languages. These are languages that have not been learned, supernaturally given. And then there's interpretation of tongues, which is to give the the, the meaning of that which has been spoken in a language that can't be understood by those that are listening. So that's just a very quick outline of the gifts. So we've asked the question: what are they? They're gifts, they're spiritual, they're manifestations. But the second question I want to ask is this, where do they come from? Now again, I think I've answered it, but we've said, haven't we, that the Holy Spirit gives gifts. They come from the Holy Spirit. But the Corinthians, and Paul is writing to the Corinthian church here, but the Corinthians needed to see the difference between things that they had known before they were Christians. And this is where the culture of the day is very important. And actually, it's not dissimilar to the culture we find ourselves in today. Because in verse 2, it says, You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. In other words, the... The world that people had come out of was filled with many gods, many different ways of speaking. That's why Paul, when he talks about the work of the Spirit, talks over and over and over again about one Spirit, one God, the same Spirit. So it would be uh, before people were believers, they were perhaps Uh, connecting with different gods or even demonic powers. And Paul wants them to understand that those days are now over. There are not many voices into your life. There's one voice, the voice of the Holy Spirit. And they needed to know that which was divine and that which was demonic or bad for them. And then in verse 3, I think this is important. Therefore, I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. When I first saw this, I got a little bit nervous, thinking, I wonder if I'm you know, asking right, or I wonder if uh, you know, I've got this quite right. I want to put your mind at peace. God wants us as his, as our Heavenly Father, to come boldly into his presence. If we ask him for good things, he's not going to give us anything damaging. Don't be afraid of that kind of stuff, that you might say something you ought not to say or do something you're not meant to do. No, if you ask the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit graciously will help you and you needn't be fearful. What Paul is talking about is the pre-Christian bit where people, perhaps even in those days, had spirit guides. This still happens today. Spirit guides could give messages to people, but from different sources and bad roots. And therefore, 1 Corinthians 12 is about the pure gifts of the Holy Spirit, the beauty of the Holy Spirit. Not many sources, but one spirit. That helps us to understand there's no competition in this. It's not, you know, I've got a better gift than you have. It's to do with all of us operating and functioning as a body, the body of Christ, where every part is important and the Holy Spirit gives gifts where it's appropriate. And when Jesus is Lord and the Holy Spirit is within us, we need not be afraid. It's the same spirit, the one spirit, the Holy Spirit who gives gifts to us. Therefore, if we ask, we need not be fearful that we get something strange. He's our Heavenly Father. I believe we need to ask more. Be bold in our asking. Don't count yourself out. Don't think someone else goes for that. But let's be so open to the gifts of the Holy This church needs you to be open to the Holy Spirit. So where do they come from? They come from the Holy Spirit. But thirdly, and this is so important, why are they given? Is it because God just likes giving gifts? Well, he does like giving gifts, but actually these gifts are given for purpose. The Corinthian church was known for its gifts. It was a very charismatic church, but they would got lots of stuff out of order. There was a lot of things that were to do with being man-centred rather than God-centred and it shows actually that God still kept blessing them but that's why Paul's teaching becomes important because he talks about order in the church and how these gifts operate and I'm sure through this series you're going to learn more and more about order in the church and how this stuff works on a daily basis And we need to understand uh, that the Holy Spirit will direct us. So why are they given? I've got three very simple things here uh, that I believe are from the Scriptures. Why are the gifts of the Holy Spirit given to the church? I believe they're given today. Some would say they've stopped in the past. I don't believe that. We need the gifts of the Holy Spirit more than ever today. But the first thing is this. The gifts are given so that Jesus might be lifted up and elevated. The gifts of the Holy Spirit always elevate Jesus. They should not lift up me or you where people say, oh, how spiritual. No, they should elevate Jesus. So whenever we're speaking in tongues or prophesying, it's all Jesus-centered. Elevating Jesus, making Jesus central in the earth and famous in the earth. Elevating Jesus. The second reason these gifts are given, and you'll find this is taught in the New Testament, the gifts are given for encouraging ourselves and encouraging others. Back to the gift of tongues. When we speak in tongues, the Bible says, we speak mysteries, but we're speaking to God. As we speak to God, our spirit is edified. We're lifted up. We feel pretty miserable on a given day when in doubt speaking tongues. It's a wonderful thing to do. We might not know what we're saying, but the Holy Spirit is working within us. Sometimes with groans, sometimes with things we can't understand, but it builds us up. It encourages us. And also the gifts are given so that we can encourage others. All kinds of gifts encourage others, don't they? Praying for someone that's sick. Seeing a breakthrough for someone. Go in, understanding that when we speak positive prophetic words over the lives of people, it really builds up and encourages. I've for many years had prophetic words spoken into me that have helped me stand up on the inside. I've often had to grapple with insecurities and why me? But when God speaks into your life, you suddenly find that what naturally you can't do, you begin to recognize that by the power of the Holy Spirit and the call of God on your life, you're moving into a new dimension where we can please God. And when that happens, it elevates Jesus Jesus, and it encourages others. And then the third thing is to do with edifying or building up the church. There's a bit of a move on in church life today where people are saying, well, I'm not sure we need the gifts of the Spirit too much, I believe that the churches that are going to make headway in terms of mission, particularly in the days ahead, are people that have not jettisoned the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I believe that we need more and more to be moving in the Holy Spirit. As we do so, the church grows, the church is blessed, and we begin to feel secure in the call that God has given us. So as I bring this to a conclusion, let's just have some practical applications Every one of us can seek the gifts. I love this. You can seek for the gifts. If you're not moving in gifts, seek them. Seek some advice from some leaders. We can pray for one another. We can actually encourage one another, pray for one another. We can use the gifts in the context of the church and um, often, as the church grows, and we're in a similar situation where usually the gifts can't operate as easily in large gatherings. So, in our groups and prayer meetings, we want the gifts to flow on a regular basis. And uh, we find that as we use them in the church, you know, it's not just specialists that do this, all of us should be open to moving in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But there's a dimension, I think, that when I first saw this years ago, um, I, wouldn't have, I would have missed. Which is to do with, we can use the gifts in our daily lives. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are not just for church type things. The gifts of the Holy Spirit can be with us, operating through us in conversations we have at work. In situations that we have to deal with, it might be you're in a high-powered meeting round a table and people are wanting breakthrough on an issue. A word of wisdom is very important in those days, in those situations. And I want to encourage us in our workplace, in our home life, the gifts of the Holy Spirit can flow. A word from God for a person in need can change their life forever. Prayers for someone who's sick not just within the context of church, but in your office, in your, in your place of work. It's a great thing. And we don't have to be overly super spiritual with it and say, yeah, I've got a word from God for you. No, we can just simply say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian. Yeah, you've got this issue. Can I pray for you? Usually people will open up for prayer. And if you don't, if they don't, it's not a big deal, is it? So we move in the gifts as we go in the mission of the church. As we move out, recognizing we don't have all the answers, but God, our God, has all the answers. And he'll give us some fragments of his information. He's a special God who gives special wisdom when we need it. And in our daily devotions, of course, seek the Lord. I believe a word that's important is just be hungry. Hungry for more of God going deeper into his presence, getting to know him, daring to ask. Be outrageous in your asking. Ask him for breakthroughs. Ask him that you might move deeper into the things of the Spirit. If you're not speaking in tongues yet, I just encourage you to seek the gift, to ask people to pray for you. I found speaking in tongues to be far bigger than just a few little devotional comments. And in my own life, I've proven over and over again, this stuff isn't natural. Doing things that you never imagined you could do. On a few occasions, in meetings, when I've spoken in tongues, in situations, someone from a missionary or someone has has come and told me the language I'm speaking in. On two occasions, uh, Swahili, and on another occasion, Urdu. And I'm thinking, this is fantastic. I struggled with French at school. This is amazing. And therefore I want to encourage you through this series, open your heart to God. Believe that he wants to bless you. Don't think about all the gifts are for someone else. I think it'd be fabulous to know that the Holy Spirit hovers over us all as a church today and he wants to bless us and he wants to deposit gifts, gifts of the Holy Spirit, so that across the congregation, some are able to lay hands on people and see healing. Others begin to speak prophetic words, simple at first, let it develop, let it grow. And it's a wonderful thing when a whole congregation is so open to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And usually it doesn't boom from the sky. It comes through human beings, ordinary human beings like us. And so my encouragement today is be filled with the Holy Spirit, Keep yourself full of the Holy Spirit and seek after the gifts so that we will all be productive and fruitful for the kingdom. Don't count yourself out. If you've had bad experiences in the past or you had a theology that didn't make room for it, I just encourage you to come through this series, open the scriptures, be comfortable that the word of God speaks to us today, and let God do what he wants to do. Can I pray with us as we conclude now? And uh, I want to pray, a simple prayer really, because through this series, I just have the sense that God wants to just keep opening hearts. A little bit like the picture of a flower on a sunny day. Petals begin to open. Things that have been closed up start to blossom. We're in a season now where leaves are coming onto the trees. I want to say winter's past. You know, the winter's past. Let's enjoy God together. And I think he's looking today for hungry and open hearts. And if that's you, I wonder if I could pray with you. And perhaps we could just open our hands. And um, I believe we can have impartation from God's word today. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about God It's about the work of the Holy Spirit in your personal life. If you know Jesus, there's a gateway open to this wonderful supernatural world. And for those that have been moving in gifts of the Spirit for some time, can I say there's more? There's a lot, lot more. I, for one, want to keep learning about this. I think we've hardly tapped anything to do with these marvelous gifts of the Holy Spirit. If what I've said is true today... If these are divine gifts, the creator of the universe, the all-knowing, all-wise God giving to his people fragments of who he is so that the job gets done. I'm in for that. Heavenly Father, I pray as we've sought to open a few verses from 1 Corinthians 12, I thank you that this is in your word and it's here to instruct us today. I thank you, Father, that you're a giving God. Thank you, Jesus, that you give gifts. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you give gifts. Thank you that we can lose all fear today because the source of what we're discovering today is God himself. I thank you, Lord, that when we come before you and we ask for good things, you're not going to give us some bad stuff. And Lord, we simply come before you. And my prayer, Father, is for all of us, We just want to open our hearts to you. To take the defense mechanisms down. To open ourselves to your love and to your grace. And I'm praying there, Father, that you pour in some liquid love today. I pray in the name of Jesus that gifts will be deposited, even as I'm praying. That hearts that are already on this course and are are opening up, I pray that you grant requests today. People that have had prophecies over their lives concerning healing. I release healing gifts in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. People that have not yet spoken in tongues. I pray, Lord, that they'll be so thrilled with you today. that even on the way home, as they get some space with you, they'll start speaking in languages they've never learned. I pray, Lord, for signs to follow. The proclamation of the word this morning. And I ask, Lord, that you would... Break us out of this idea that you're not really going to bless me. I pray you'll break us out of this idea that, well, God can only do limited stuff through, through me. No, we put that to one side and we declare we are children of God. Our identity is found in him. We are children of the most high God. And as a result, Lord, we know, Father, you're going to give good, good gifts. And so Lord, I pray that you would deposit gifts into this church. I pray in the leadership for gifts of faith, for bigger things in the future. Gifts of faith deposited sovereignly on leadership. We pray for the pastoral team. We pray particularly for Pastor Dave, for his family. We pray that he will move more and more in words of wisdom, words of knowledge and faith I pray, Lord, the leadership team here will know what it is to have within their lives the ability to distinguish spirits, to know motives and hearts. And Lord, for all of us in our daily work, I pray that as we go into our workplace, into our place of education, my prayer is, Lord, will not cop out when the opportunity comes. When someone's in the office, Father, and they're talking about an issue, I pray that you put holy boldness into us so we don't become arrogant, Bible-bashing people, but we become people who are sensitively able to bring God's Word into even complex situations. And so in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I bless you. I bless Kingsgate. I believe the Father's love is over you. You're a pioneering Frontline church, when you take territory, other churches will take territory. And so in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I, I speak into the fabric of this church that you will know the powerful, moving and presence of the Holy Spirit. I declare that even miracles and works of power will attend this church as the mission of God gets extended into the world. I pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.